Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Stewardship Leader. I'm your host, Leo Sabo. And today I have the pleasure of having with me Darren Key. Darren Key serves as a CEO of Christian Financial Resources and has served there since 1997. Before that, he was uh, working with Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Darren holds a Bachelor of Christian Service from Manhattan Christian College, a Bachelor of Finance from Kansas State University, a Master's of Business Administration from the University of Louisville, He also holds the Certificate Financial Planner designation. Darren is married to Rachel and has four children, a son adopted from Russia, a daughter adopted from Kyrgyzstan. I believe that's the way way you pronounce that. Pretty good. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. And two biological twin girls. Darren, say hi to everybody. Hey, hi, Leo. Thanks so much for having me. We have uh, really enjoyed getting to know CSN a lot better over the last couple of years. As have we. CFR has been a wonderful partner of CSN. We so appreciate your support and also the value that you guys bring to our church churches and church leaders. So Darren, let's start with uh, just some basic questions. Uh, how long has Christian Financial Resources uh, been around? Yeah, so we got started back in 1980. A group of visionary Christian leaders met right here in Orlando and said, boy, we had all these people moving to Florida. What if we had a financial ministry to help churches buy land, build buildings, and so more people can hear about Jesus. And it's pretty neat to see uh, how the ministry has grown over the 43 years, now managing over $800 million. Yeah, that's incredible. So t- tell us more about why it exists, what you guys do. Yeah. So when they got together down here, um, really, the, there was a core truth that actually is on our ministry wall. If you walk in here, it says, God owns everything, mm. manage everything for God. And so really, that is the core of what we're based upon. And the ministry got started really kind of on the the basis of what our movement uh, that we serve comes out of, of kind of the restoration principles of looking back at the book of Acts. And if you, you know, if you think back to Acts 2 through 4, the, the idea was that believers pooled their resources together uh, to accomplish kingdom purposes. And so that's really what got it started. And so it kind of started as a loan investment ministry. And then over the years, we added the stewardship piece too, to help churches in that area. Mm. So talk about that stewardship piece. What what does that look like? Yeah. So uh, we do generosity initiatives. We do capital campaigns. um, We do uh, legacy seminars through our partner that's a CSN partner, Financial Planning Ministry. Uh, we have helped church, a lot of churches with, uh, the church themselves. We're going to talk about this a little bit more and people in the church, uh, donor advised funds, what we call Mm -hmm. giving funds and, uh, life income agreements. So there's just a lot in the whole stewardship realm. We have a chief stewardship officer on our team and a VP of stewardship also. And then several of our, our team members are trained to do some of those different areas. Yeah, I love the the way you guys are bringing it. You're bringing some very practical resources to churches, right? You're you're providing them the the means to raise funds and of course to to do capital campaigns and of course projects that every church that's growing uh, or or even maintaining their facility, they have to have these resources and you guys certainly serve that. But the fact that you're focusing on the stewardship, really I think this is where our ministries really connect so well because 
we're all passionate about the same thing, which is that statement you made is like everything belongs to God. And that's what we're supposed to do as manager for God. And you guys certainly have that in your DNA. Love that about your ministry. So let's talk about, you mentioned the, the giving funds. Let's talk more about that. What does that look like? Uh, what are they? Just go into that so that you're educating our yeah. audience about that. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, you're a giving fund, a donor advised fund. Um, think of it kind of like your charity checking account to do all your giving to all the different ministries that you support. And kind of the way it works is people with ours are a little bit different than some of the other ones that are out there. You can transfer money, stock, other appreciated assets like crypto, things like that into your giving fund. If it's, you know, stock or crypto, then CFR is going to sell it. There's no capital gains tax for the person. We're going to put it in the giving fund. All the dollars that are sitting in the giving fund earn tax-free interest. And then when you're ready, you can recommend grants to our ministry through our online portal, and we send the checks out for you. Mm. Uh, so it works out really well that way. What we love about it is, because I'm a certified financial planner uh, professional, I love helping people save money on taxes. Because if I can help people save money on taxes, and now they can give more money away to ministry, to me, that makes me very happy. And what I find is so many people, they are giving out of their checking accounts. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize they need to be, be giving appreciated assets. One of the things I say each weekend when I'm out in churches speaking, I say, friends don't let friends give cash unless that's all they have. That's right. And uh, and it's fun because that's resonated with so many people that come up to me after service and they'll say, I've never heard that before. What are you talking about? And then when I explain to them, if you have stock that's went up in value, it's not in a retirement account. You always should be given that before you're given money out of your checking account because of the tax advantages. Yeah. So that's been really good for a lot of people. Well, that makes so much sense. And I think you're right. It's, it's something that we don't talk very much about. Of course, that's kind of the reason CSN exists is that we don't talk about money enough in the church. We really do need to be more intentional about one, educating people about the basics of finances, but especially when it comes to giving. Gosh, if we all know that as believers, generosity is part of our DNA, is what we're supposed to do, what we want to do. And here we have these opportunities to give and save on taxes, which we all tend to feel like the taxes should be used in better ways. And um, so we're not excited about giving to taxes. And if we can save that and, of course, support our, our churches and support the ministries that we care about, it just makes sense. So I so appreciate that you guys do that. A lot of people, you know, they don't, sometimes they'll say to me after serving, oh, I don't have any appreciated assets. But, you know, the other thing that I really find is a challenge is, you know, a lot of middle income families, what they can do is what we call bunching, where they'll take two years of giving, put it in their giving fund, and then give it out over two years. Because the problem is the, the standard deduction has changed a lot over the years. Back in 2017, it was 12700 And this next year, it's going to be close to $30,000. Right. You know, and most people, they don't have enough deductions to get to write off their charitable giving because for most people, it's their charitable giving, it's their local and state taxes, and then it's, you know, maybe their uh, mortgage interest. And and the reality is it doesn't get up to that threshold. But when they want two years of giving, then it does. And then they're getting to get that write off for all that charitable giving. So the one thing I've had to help some people realize is not just for those high capacity families too. It can even be for some some middle income families to do that bunching strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's really good. So um, why why do you believe more people don't do it? Usually I think the number one reason, 
as somebody that's out about, I speak about 36, 40 weekends a year in churches, the number one reason is people don't know about it. Mm. Donor advised funds, giving funds are one of the greatest tools that people just don't know about. Um, you know, one of the things I love about them is when it comes tax time, rather than having to track down receipts from all the different charities you've given, you get one receipt from any time you put money into your giving fund. Mm-hmm. And then you never have to worry about when it goes out because you already got your, your tax write off when the money went in. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know how simple it is. You know, like with the online portal, like we have and others have, makes it really easy. Just log in and you can, you know, I can be sitting anywhere and I can say, hey, send a gift to this church or this ministry. And, and then that, that's going to go out. I never have to think about it. And, and a lot of people don't understand even some of the other advantages. You know, money that you earn on the giving fund, like right now, you know, we're paying 4% on it. And it is all tax-free interest. So mm-hmm. what it allows you to do is allows you to even give more money away. So mm-hmm. I think the big thing is people just don't understand all the uh, the benefits of it. Okay. So how do you guys help churches to do that? And how can churches, how, how can a pastor or a leader that's listening to this learn more about this and, and start sharing that with their congregation? Yeah, I would say the first thing to do is go to CFRministry.org, and we have a whole page there about uh, giving funds and stewardship, and we have new videos that we're making constantly to try to educate more people about them. We're a little unique in that we don't charge a fee, because uh, what we do is when the money sits here, we're loaning it out to churches so they can buy land, build buildings, so that's kind of a neat value add. And in the videos, uh, people hear me talk about this, but you know, it's it's really advantageous even for people to do their estate planning. Uh, like what I did is I got four kids. Uh, each of them are getting 20% of my estate because none of them got disinherited yet. But the uh, other 20%, I used to have a whole bunch of charities that I split it up for charitable giving. Now what I've done is in my trust uh, that I did through FPM, uh, I have that last 20% goes to the key family giving fund at CFR. My four kids are named as successor advisors. And then they've got a list of charities to pick from. And then ultimately they're going to be able to uh, decide what dollar amount. So I keep that culture of generosity going into the the next generation. But for churches, so we love churches being the model. We think that's why it's good for churches to give to missions is because when a church is being generous, a lot of times we see that it creates a generosity culture inside the church. And so one of the things we've been trying to encourage churches to consider doing is having their missions giving that's going out to charities, whether they be church plants or colleges or other things that they're some food banks, whatever that they're supporting, that they set up a giving fund. Uh, maybe, you know, they front load the money that they're going to give away for the next year. And they have whoever on their missions team or finance team log in and then we mail the checks out for them. They just say they can even set up for its recurring gifts. And then the churches sometimes said, hey, this is what we're doing as a church. Here's an opportunity for you to do it as a family, too. And that's starting to build some momentum that way as people learn about this idea. Mm, mm. What else? What else about giving funds can you share that we haven't we haven't touched? I just want to make sure we cover that topic well. Yeah, sure. So you know, one of the things also that's kind of neat with our ministry that we like to say is while that money's sitting here, you're making kingdom impact. You know, once again, I'm a big believer in total stewardship. Uh, if I have a choice of parking something at a ministry versus parking at a secular institution, as much as possible, I try to lean toward the ministry. And so that's a great thing. The other kind of unusual thing about a giving fund is, you know, I know some people love to give to charities, but they don't always want people hitting them up with appeals all the time. Mm. And what's neat about a, a giving fund is actually when you go to the online portal, you can decide if you want your name 
of your giving fund sent on the check or if you want to do it anonymously. Right. And so, you know, most people, they want their name on it. They'll say, I want it coming from the key family giving fund. Uh, but other times they'll say, you know what? I don't really want to get flooded with appeals from this ministry. And so that's been a, a really good thing to do. Yeah. I guess it depends on whether you're making a one-time gift to organization that you don't have a relationship with and don't know whether they share that list with everyone else or not. Exactly. Yeah. Privacy, you just never know. So that, yeah, that can be a very helpful thing. You know, and I guess, you know, kind of the principle that we use, you know, Ephesians 5, 15, 16, it says, you know, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. We really feel like giving funds are an opportunity to impact the kingdom in a bigger way. Well, I do hope that you're enjoying this conversation and we're going to come right back to it. But I want to take just a minute to introduce you to one of our ministry partners. CSN's ministry would not be possible without the help of our partners. And frankly, we wouldn't want to do it without them. What they offer to churches and church leaders through services, content, and resources that they have is invaluable to building a healthy stewardship ministry and helping their people to become good stewards and generous givers. This episode of the Stewardship Leader Podcast is sponsored by Vision 2 Systems. Vision 2 is the comprehensive giving solution that enables a ministry-first approach to stewardship and generosity. We engage givers with tailored giving experience and acknowledgements, elevate ministry with unparalleled efficiency for your support staff, and enable leadership with analytics and reporting tools to support your church and congregation's generosity stewardship. We're more than software though, Vision 2 is your partner, an extension of your team throughout our partnership. Reach out to us at letstalkatvision2.com to discuss ways we can serve your church and givers, or visit vision2.com to learn more. Well, even even like you said, just putting it into an account that's, say, that's earning 4% right now on top of what you're giving, um, why wouldn't you do that? Most checking accounts won't earn you that, right? Right. And like you exactly. said, most people tithe or give regularly out of their checking account. And so uh, it just makes sense to, to consider a giving fund and with all the other benefits you mentioned. So what else does CFR do to serve churches? Talk about some of the other things that you guys Yeah. Do. So the reason we were founded was the loans. Uh, that's So we've made a lot of loans uh, uh, all across the country for new property and building buildings. That we do a lot of that. Um, and obviously the way then we have the, the funds to do it is we don't, even though we're here in Orlando, you know, the home of Disney's magic kingdom, I always say we don't have a magic money tree at our ministry. So <laughs> primarily that either comes from people park some of their savings or some of their retirement, in one of our accounts earn a little bit of interest and get to know they're funding those projects. And then of course the giving funds too, is another piece. And uh, it, it's really neat to see, cause you know, I've been doing this now for 26 years. We've been around for 43 years and, we're about to pass 1,000 loans that we have funded in our 43-year history. And on a typical weekend, we have over 400,000 people attend churches that we financed. Mm. And uh, we've, so you think about that, tens of thousands of people that uh, are marriage just getting stronger, people far from God having a relationship with them, kids learning to follow Jesus instead of going down other paths. And it's pretty exciting to, to think about all that. Uh, that we get to play a part in, and we get to see those stories while we're out traveling. And, you know, and then we're funding some ministries too, like, uh, you know, colleges, schools, missions, organizations. And I mean, just the impact is, is wild. And, you know, our ministry's mission is funding ministry, changing lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really, really are all about. Matter of yeah. fact, we even have that trademarked. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's about that. And, and we know that finances is what, you know, helps ministries accomplish what they need to do. And so it's such a useful tool that you guys are offering. You're offering, obviously, a, a much needed service, which is providing the funds for churches to grow. And, you know, we're, we're obviously, you guys understand that loans are, are um, taking on a certain amount of you know, borrowing and debt and all that. You know, you know our stance on that. But again, it's it's about being wise about borrowing. It's not just borrowing. So That's even right. though you guys do loans, um, I just want to make sure that we, our audience understands there are times when you have to take out a loan and that's okay. As long yeah. as your church funding is done in such a way that it's never putting your budgeted risk, you're not taking on more. And obviously you guys have the criteria to make sure that you're not handing out loans to people that, you know, can't, they're not ready for it. So yeah, we've never had a foreclosure a yet. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, one of the things that we didn't touch on and and feel free to, we'll, we'll jump back in to CFR for a moment, but I really want to know more about your personal story. You've been at CFR for uh, over 26 years, but you have a story there. You were at Southeast for a while as an intern, served there for a while. Tell me about your ministry story and kind of what got you into this work to begin with. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, I, uh, you know, I planned on, I wanted to go to be either a financial advisor or a banker when I went off to college is kind of what I was thinking. Um, be a leader one day in a church. I, you know, I grew up in the church as a kid, never thought I would be in full-time ministry. And then when I got to Manhattan Christian College, they have a dual degree with Kansas State, and I got to have both pieces of that. And you know, like every uh, college student, well, well, what was happened first is I actually did something really crazy. I was a very shy guy, and uh, when you're in Bible college, a lot of times you'll do what's called supply preaching, where you'll go in and you'll fill in at a small church. So mm -hmm. I went to this little rural church, and I always say I have a couple claims to fame uh, in my my preaching career. So while I was in college, I. I went to this little town and my church doubled. It went from 22 to 44. Now, I know that doesn't sound impressive, Leo, but there's only 100 people in the town. So yeah, I had almost half the town coming to my church by the time I amazing. left. That was pretty that's fun. Amazing. I gave a lot of pastors a hard time about that. <laughs> and then the other thing was uh, I've done, since I've been ordained, I've done 13 weddings. But uh, when I was there in my three years, no one ever died. So I've still never done a funeral. I think I'm one of the few pastors I know that's never done a funeral. So when I say that to elders, they're always wanting to say, okay, I think we want to hire you now, Darren. Yeah, um, yeah. But so, yeah, so, you know, like a lot of college students, I was getting close to graduating, not sure exactly what I was going to do. And that's when I went out to visit a buddy at Southeast Christian Louisville on spring break and just really connected um, with the uh, administrator out there at the time. And it was really neat. Uh, he had said he wasn't going to have any more interns and we just connected and he ended up giving me uh, an internship. And then God's perfect timing. It was when Southeast was they bought about 110 acres of land. They were in the process of doing a capital campaign. I got to be a part of that. Uh, they raised like over 40 million over four years. And uh, then they were part of the construction project, selling the old building. So I got to be a part of all these transactions. And, you know, while I was there, I got my MBA at the University of Louisville. And it was like, at first, I thought, well, I want to go be an executive pastor of a church. Kind of that's what I was being trained for. <laughs> and then I realized nobody wanted to hire a 25-year-old executive pastor. <laughs> so I put my name in down at CFR when I heard about that. They were looking to expand. And so I got the VP of operations. And then in 2001, became the CEO. And this is my calling. This is my passion. Uh, I love what we get to do and all the stories that we get to be a part of. So yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I imagine there are a lot of great stories uh, just seeing seeing churches flourish, seeing so many people be impacted. Like you said, 400,000 people attending these churches that you guys have connected and helped with. Uh, that That's that's neat. That's really uh, um, something to celebrate. Definitely. Yeah. 
Well, Darren, I, I so appreciate your time just coming and, and helping us to understand what CFR does a little bit more, talking about giving funds. Anything else you want to touch on before uh, before we end this? Yeah, I'd say uh, the other thing, if anybody's interested, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, uh, Leo, but I wrote uh, a book called The Quest, and it's a five-week uh, series uh, that churches have been using across the country, and it's just got like a different chapter on the different topics, so like saving, investing, giving, planning, stewardship, and so that's been kind of fun. Uh, feel free if anybody wants to take a look at that. I've even done a few interviews with some churches where they wanted to have me on for one of the one of the weeks or something. So, or a little blurb. I'm happy to help out if I can. Uh, so, yep, I'm traveling all over the country. But I just want to say thank you guys for your partnership, Leo. You guys have uh, done so much good uh, for the kingdom through CSN. Oh, we appreciate that. So, so have you guys. And and again, the book is called The Quest. Uh, it has a five week stewardship. Focus. Each chapter can actually be a, a, a series that you preach. It could be a five-week series that you can preach. You can get the book from Amazon. Uh, again, the the quest written by Darren Key. Well, Darren, thanks so much for being on this uh, podcast. I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you guys do. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Leo. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. We hope that it was valuable to, to you. We hope that you've learned a little bit more about Giving Funds and CFR, all the wonderful things they do. If you'd want to know more about them, go to cfrministries.org and uh, you'll get to find out more about what they do and connect with them. Connect with Darren. He's a wonderful guy, definitely a stewardship and generosity um, expert in many ways. And he would love to talk with you, help you and your church with anything that you guys are doing that would uh, line up with their services. Contact them. They'll love to help you. And again, thanks for joining us for this podcast. If you want to know more about CSN, you can find us at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. And uh, we would love to come alongside you and support you in anything you're doing in relation to stewardship and ministry discipleship uh, of your people. Uh, we'd love to do that. Go ahead and contact us. We'd love to, to come alongside you and help you build your own stewardship ministry. We'll see you next time on Stewardship Leader. Stewardship Leader.